Welcome to Literary Quest, a podcast hosted by us, Vicki and Marissa, where we discuss our favorite and fantasy fiction and hopefully can direct you in your quest to find your next great read. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Literary Quest. This week, we're discussing Desire in His Blood by Zoe Draven. We'll be talking about sex most likely in this episode, so gird your loins. I'll introduce our characters and Vicky will describe our plot. So for our female main character, we have Gemma. She's a 30-year-old human woman who has taken on the responsibility of managing her family's estate and keeping away debt collectors because her father has a gambling problem. She is smart, good with numbers, and will do anything for her family, especially her sisters, Myra and Piper. Our male main character is Azure, who is a Kylor, a race of people with gray skin, wings, dark hair, and fangs, and they feed off people's blood, so uh, space vampires in essence. He is the High Lord of Laris and is the eldest of six. He lives at the family keep in Laris with his younger sister, Kalia. His family manages the growing, harvesting, and sale of lore, a substance that can be used in different ways based on the race of people, but primarily is used for pleasure purposes. Azur and his family are desperate to enact revenge on behalf of their aunt, Aina, who was brutally murdered 17 years ago. This book takes place at Gemma's home, the Colas, and Azur's home in Laris. So Gemma and her family are not doing so well. They are drowning in her father's debt. She does everything she can to help, including manage the business, but he continues to rack up debt. Additionally, her two sisters are no help. And when Gemma is offered a way to pay off her family debt, she agrees. However, this means becoming the bride to an alien race known for being ruthless. Her new husband, Azure, specifically requested her so she is wary of the arrangement. Azure is the High Lord of Laris, and he is out for revenge. Unbeknownst to Gemma, her father is directly responsible to a horrible tragedy that happened to his family. Azure plans to get back at him by using Gemma. However, as they get close to each other, or as they get to know each other, feelings start to develop. So, spoiler alert, moving on, we will be talking about everything. um i really like the idea of space vampires <laughs> it's a fun idea it is definitely a fun idea so this is the first in her it's a brand new series yes yeah so i'm I'm looking forward to other ones um with this but yeah <laughs> the guy on the cover and in my head reminds me of the the hot co- the hot gargoyle from the cartoon gargoyles oh um just a little bit like if you took that gargoyle and grew him up some Mm -hmm. made him like sexy and gave him a six-pack uh i think it would be this guy except with horns i can't remember if the gargoyle had horns or not this guy's got some pretty righteous horns um i can yeah go ahead sorry I do think that if I woke up and there were red eyes staring at me, like at night in a bedroom, (laughs) I would be alarmed. (laughs) Yes, that is definitely alarming. (laughs) Uh, I totally see the gargoyle thing, though, now that you said it. It's especially with the gray skin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I I got that. I could see that for sure. Yeah. I think it's interesting. He and his sister are the only ones with red eyes. The other ones have different colored eyes. And I do think I would probably prefer not red. Yeah. Eyes. Isn't there a reason they both have red eyes? Isn't it because they're both like berserkers? No. No, I thought there was a reason behind it. No, I think they can all have berserking abilities. Oh. Berserk, berserking, berserk. It, that second r in there throws me off berserker 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 Berserker. yeah um no i think they can all do that 
Oh, I don't know why. For some reason in my head, I guess I just built that up for me. I think they can all do that. Yeah. So, um, so this book, the, a lot of the conflict was surrounded by the characters not communicating. Yeah. And that was frustrating because you're just reading the book and you want to scream at them. Just talk to each other. Just mm-hmm. have a conversation, please. And yeah. everything will get worked out. He'll stop being mean to you. You can stop being so defensive. And he annoyed me so much at the first part of the book, too. Yeah, same. He's but. such a dick. I To be fair, like the miscommunication trope is one of my least favorite tropes. That and like the surprise pregnancy trope. Mm-hmm. His favorite tropes so I don't enjoy that as a trope anyway but he is really dickish to her yeah it's almost a bully romance yeah like it like so it kind of goes over you know there's enemies to lovers and everything and then there's bully and this felt like very close to the bully end of the spectrum at the beginning yeah. of the book yeah um, I didn't appreciate how mean he was um especially because like she didn't know why he was being mean he Mm -hmm. just was mean uh and it was because of things that were completely out of her control which is unfair um Um, mm -hmm. i really appreciated all of the i felt like they were easter eggs the way that she the author sprinkled uh bits from her other series yes from all of them too mm-hmm. she got all of them so there's reference to the horde there was like uh reference to luxury oh yeah luxuria luxury yeah yeah um, and there was um to the crave to the colony as well so she made references to all of those which i love seeing I do too. I am. I mean, if we had like a crossover event, I would lose my mind. It would be, I would really appreciate that. And we could get like some Horde King crossing over with this. I don't know how the Horde Kings would do. I don't know because like these people seem very like advanced. Well, this this take place in the future. Oh, it might. Because they, she said descendants. Like yeah. you said, um, she said like, oh, his ancestors were also like warriors or something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, if we could get some type of crossover, I would really enjoy that. That would be cool. I love crossover. I do too. Uh, I miss the hard. I loved the Horde King books. I'm so sad that that series ended. Yeah. I miss them. I think the Crave series is supposed to have some more books, and I really like that series yeah. as well. So, um, I oh, uh, to jump back to uh, just Azure mm-hmm. being a jerk. I really struggled with how forgiving Gemma was with him too, because he was so mean to her. Yeah, like. I understand wanting to make the best of the situation since you're going to be together forever and um, just kind of trying to make it work for all of the parties involved. But I don't think if I were in the same situation that I would be so willing to move past how shitty he was. Mm -hmm. And I think the fact that she was his Karana, his like blood mate, Mm-hmm. that that really got him to soften to her toward her like if he if she hadn't been his mate I think this would have been a disaster I agree yeah you just I don't like that whole thing in general about hey let's take revenge on his family like his ch- like this person yeah. with children. and we've seen that a bunch in books i feel like and it's not my favorite yeah i don't like it when i don't like that part of the whole like problem that they have with jimma's dad rye is that it was not honorable what he did and i mean correct yes not honorable for him to kill their aunt cold blood and let her be like kind of tortured in the process 
-hmm. pretty terrible. But where is the honor in, uh, he says that he wants to break, um, Azure says he wants to break Rai's children. Mm -hmm. Like, how is that honorable? And I can see, like, the other part of his plan was that he was going to release the video evidence that he has of Rai killing his aunt, Mm -hmm. Aina right? And turn him over to the Federation or whoever so that he could be punished and expose Gemma's family. And yeah, I don't think that's dishonorable. I think that's totally fair. I just don't see how harming Mm -hmm. either physically or like psychologically another person is honorable. Yeah. they, They haven't had anything to do with your like the thing yeah i i completely agree and it it's just so frustrating and you know Gemma's frustrated by it too because why is this dude being a jerk to her like yeah. you know uh yeah i just don't i have some problems with it their anger is super misdirected they need mm-hmm. to speak with a grief counselor probably <laughs> therapy yes therapy Uh, yeah this is i've just i had such a huge problem with his plan too and all of them were on board with this Mm -hmm. um they were gonna what use Gemma's suffering to reach out to another deity in exchange for or like one of their gods for their aunt to bring her back it's like what kind of god what kind of god are you serving yeah yeah um the setup i think is so it's or not the setup i think their like afterlife thing is really interesting right they need to have the soul and that's different than what we've seen before really and i think so i like that that was really unique um it definitely makes it more complicated if you die like off world and stuff though oh sure well like, what if you what if you marry someone who's not kylor right because right? yeah. Gemma's not she's gonna die what mm-hmm. happens to her soul does she get to go to i forget the name of the place alara maybe something like that somewhere yeah. does she get to go or does she just i don't know go where normal human souls mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. what happens because then he's not going to be reunited with her when they die and that's sad yep I don't know. I, there's like plot holes when it comes to afterlives well, and books. Yeah, yes. I mean, <laughs> afterlives get complicated in the human world. So that's true. That is, that's true. <laughs> I remember having, are we all just like one big plot hole? <laughs> <laughs> the world is a plot hole. Yes, it is. I remember having a conversation with somebody and I was like, you know, it would be deficit like, how does heaven necessarily work if like your friends and family and stuff might be in hell right because tito doesn't believe in god or an afterlife or anything like that mm-hmm. so if there is and if i go to heaven and now i don't have my husband you know yeah. that would be so sad to me yeah and the person was like oh well god would just make you forget about that person <laughs> So you'd be happy you wouldn't even know it wouldn't even what? bother you and I was like but I don't want to forget those things like I would I, I was like oh my god that thought makes me so sad about just having like my memory totally wiped yeah I was like that thought makes me so sad like please don't do that and she's like but you wouldn't even know something was missing you wouldn't even know I was just like oh, what? I did not like that idea I feel like this happened in Doctor Who. (laughs) (laughs) I think Rory got eaten by time. He fell into a, 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 oh, like one of the cracks in time. And then he came back as a Mm -hmm. thousand year old centurion. (laughs) And Amy forgot him. Mm -hmm. She knew that she forgot him. Like there was a niggling feeling that she was forgetting something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe heavens like Doctor Who. Maybe. Yeah. <sighs> uh, speaking of people who suck, Gemma's family also sucks. Oh my gosh. They were terrible. 
her younger sister, youngest sister. Hyper. Yes, such a brat. I wanted to smack her. But at the same time, like, Gem, why hit? Gemma didn't tell them what was going on so she doesn't know either yeah. you know like she doesn't know that, that money is not available like that that they're drowning in debt yeah so she yeah. should learn how to take no for like you know as an answer when right she's well I think no. some of that's probably just like a combination of shame mm-hmm. maybe and some guilt um, because her dad asked her not to, so I feel like there's there's this that's really complicated. Um, her not telling her siblings yeah. because like her their, their mom committed suicide and she didn't tell her siblings that either. I think so. I don't. There's just a lot of I. If I were guessing, I would say probably shame that's tucked no. in with that and some guilt as well. Uh, for not maybe being able to protect her sisters from everything um yeah I don't know Myra her the middle sister isn't too bad uh, but Piper definitely sucks and I just really struggled with her as a character because she basically calls Gemma like an aged bitch yes Gemma is like she says hurtful things but she'll feel bad later Okay. I was like, what? Cool, but like that's a really toxic behavior that you're reinforcing here. Well, what if we hold her accountable now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> She'll feel bad later. Guess... Maybe she should feel bad now. Mm-hmm. I guess Gemma's kind of just maybe, a for- you know, you're just talking about she forgave Azur so quickly. Maybe that's just kind of who she is. She's like, okay, it's okay. I could see myself doing that. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, I guess like it may also just be like a pick your battle type of thing. When you're trying to hold the whole world together, maybe this is not the thing that you're going to like snag on. Yeah. But I hope that Piper gets some corrective behavior going forward because mm-hmm. this is not, this is not acceptable. This is not acceptable to treat people this way. Yeah. Gemma's dad sucks. He's a dickhead. I can't stand him. I know. I he is. I hate that he marries her away. Right? Yes. Totally fine. Like that annoyed me. Like so, when she comes into the room and he's like got a smile or whatever, and she's like, "What's mm-hmm. up?" And she goes, "Oh, you know, so and so. I don't remember the guy's name. Whatever told me you were thinking about an offer that would solve all of our problems." right and i was like seriously you know you know the details and you're still just willing to send them off and he knows too he was in like war with these people Mm -hmm. (sighs) also not our problems his problems he caused these problems these are his Mm -hmm. problems these are not her problems yeah he caused these problems he's the one with a gambling addiction and Mm -hmm. a drinking problem it sounds like too yeah that was I was annoyed by that. And then also almost immediately after she gets married and solves all their problems, he oh, goes God. out to create more problems. Yep. Just goes right back. I'm that really frustrated me too. Yeah. Cause when she comes back and she's like, Wow, nothing has changed, has it? Yeah. Except we have less furniture now because you've sold it off. Yes. Right. Well, yeah. 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 Well, and when eventually she and Azure kind of come to their, uh, I don't know, I don't know, things get better with him. He has a his like one of his, I don't know, people keep an mm-hmm. eye on Jim's dad's uh, activities and kind of intervenes when he tries to seek out another collector. Oh right, yeah. So. Ugh. I don't know. It's just rush. It's just frustrating, mm-hmm. and like infuriating. But I guess he's got two more daughters he could marry off if he really needed to. Like what? God. Gemma mm-hmm. really struggles with her feelings for him, and I think that that struggle is portrayed well. Mm-hmm. Because there's that conflict that she feels in loving her father 
and seeing him like as the person who made her birthday cakes and cared for her when she was sick and took care of her especially before he went to war was better at taking care of her and maybe their family versus the person who you know murdered someone in cold blood and caused tremendous harm through like the financial struggle that he put them in and married his daughter off to a stranger because of that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um it would certainly create complicated feelings yeah i just the whole the way like the mother's suicide was handled within the family too was just uh, they never talk about it Mm-mm. right the younger sisters don't even know yeah about it and it's just uh and when she talked more about how her mother was like closer to when she committed suicide i just felt so bad yeah because it wasn't even just the gambling and stuff it was also the whole murder thing yeah, yeah. the whole she- murder thing uh, that little detail yeah that little detail which by the way i have to say i didn't expect like the brutality of that yeah for some reason like i knew he'd done something bad but that was just like really like, just sounded really terrible when they played yeah. the video it was like oof yeah there's just a total lack of accountability mm-hmm. from Gemma's father on the way that his actions have had such an impact on their family like it's been bad and he just keeps spending which you know people who have addictive behaviors mm-hmm. will do um but the way that like Gemma's mother's mental illness is just brushed off mm-hmm. and then knowing afterwards that part of it was just related to the fact that he had committed such a terrible act and knowing how it was brushed off like that uh, I feel like her father was just so manipulative mm-hmm. he was and I think he pitted his children against each other that definitely is what he did by being like oh yeah don't tell your siblings don't tell your siblings but also encouraging piper to spend as much as she wanted on dresses and dishes and things like that Mm -hmm. and uh, knowing that they don't have the funds for it and making uh jimma out to be the bad guy when she says no Mm -hmm. no and then even when she he does have so like when they i guess find the what was it blue salt or something mm-hmm. um right and she's like she does all of the math for him and is like here pay our workers and he doesn't what does he no. think is going to happen with that he invested on their behalf what? oh god i love how Gemma's like they have laws for a reason you can't mm-hmm. spend other people's money yeah i felt so bad for that kill up he was so alarmed when she just like sat down Mm -hmm. like oh no i shouldn't have said anything no and i don't know why at that moment she didn't just be like fuck yeah fuck him go off and make her own way she should have Mm -hmm. instead she got married to a space vampire which didn't end up working out too badly for her that's true uh things start out really rocky in their relationship initially but it doesn't i mean it's not too long before things start to improve between them mm-hmm. right jim is like you want my blood i want to not live a miserable existence yeah i think it was like 30 or 40 percent into the book when they finally come up come to an agreement. Yeah. but like before that so they do have he drinks from her and they do have some sexual moments and stuff and i just remember there's this one scene where so it's before they have feelings for each other mm-hmm. and she calls her a greedy or he calls her a greedy slut and i just remember being like that is rude sir. 
because like later like when like characters end up you know actually in relationships and they clearly like each other and you know they say stuff like that it's a little bit like a little bit like okay that's kind of hot but when they don't like each other and it's still yeah. in this, like enemies slash bully phase and they say stuff like that i'm just like nope <laughs> yeah don't don't call her that Not the right time to call her a slut <laughs> no don't do Save it, it. <laughs> yeah yeah. Um. Yeah, things do get better. He eventually stops being such a dick when she he realizes that Gemma has like no idea what's going on, and she talks about <laughs> how she's so good at numbers because like she explains the financial situation to him basically which he could have just asked her about mm-hmm. but whatever she's like look we had over 500,000 units in debt and i paid it down to 250 unit thousand units in debt over the last however many years mm-hmm. i'm good at numbers and he's like huh maybe i was wrong about you let's bang <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then he's really sweet he like takes her flying and she is scared of storms because that's when her mother died so he's comforting of her and he i mean they still like bicker Mm -hmm. but and they describe the bickering as like foreplay basically yeah I don't know. Their relationship changes and they they get really sweet with each other and kind and it's much more tolerable. But boy, the journey to get there was kind of rough. It was. And he did not have his family's support. No. (laughs) Yeah. His sister, when she found out, just send her away. Yeah. Why'd you do that? Yeah. Yeah. But she gets on board really quickly, too. That's true. It's hard to hate some. There's a Brene Brown, I think, says this. It's hard to hate someone up close. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to hate someone when you know their actual story, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love Brene Brown. I wish I could listen to her all the time. I feel like I could kick down a wall when I listen to Brene Brown. (laughs) Thanks. So, like, things get better. They have smoking hot sex. Mm-hmm. It is the, the sex scenes are numerous in this book, and they are very good. Yes, they are. I, this, she definitely did. I mean, she always does super well with the sex scenes, but this mm-hmm. book, because she incorporates like everything. He's got wings, he's got fangs, he's got horns, he's got a knot. Like, she was just like everything you have everything he's got it all yep (laughs) what's not to love i have really started to enjoy these scenes with knots as well like i don't i don't it sounds like it would be really uncomfortable but also the idea of being stuck on someone's dick and just having an orgasm every time you moved Sounds very enticing. So I don't know. I found some uh weird dildos recently that have things like this and it just makes me wonder like can people actually like how does this well it was that website I think that you sent me with the mm-hmm. terrifying dildo. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know how that works. I asked and somebody was that they didn't know either they were like i think one part's for the front one part's for the back i was like maybe i guess it has pokey things on it i, I don't know i don't things in my asshole i know i don't understand how that one works <laughs> whatever okay well um i've seen them with knots and it just makes me really curious i don't i feel like it would be terrifically uncomfortable yeah well, that's why when you, that's why you orgasm every time you move so that you're not uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it would have that same effect in real life. though. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. I think that is just a book thing. <laughs> uh, his enthusiasm for eating pussy is very attractive. Oh yeah. It's this like man goes it's- down a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it makes me think about so somebody posted in uh and am i the asshole thread right about mm-hmm. how like um her husband would always say whenever they kind of started getting into an argument or whatever he's like i'm not going to talk to you right now clearly you're on your period right oh yeah i so, saw that yeah so she like pulls down her pants and then like shows him under her while he's eating and he gets really mad and yep. i was like if i did that pretty sure that's not the reaction like he says it makes him sick and i was like um yeah if i did that the reaction would totally be like oh look new meal <laughs> yeah i just think in most of those cases with am i the asshole the answer is divorce I know. Just get divorced. I don't. Why do people get married? <laughs> Just get divorced. Oh gosh, they end up my oh, my least favorite was when I see them and like, like the people already have kids together and the guy is yeah. such a whore and I'm like, you are stuck with this guy for life. That's terrible. I always feel bad for them. Yeah. Um. They have a moment. It's after he's uh, engaged berserker mode, right? And killed mm-hmm. a dragon. Mm-hmm. Space dragon. <laughs> and he is in like, I forget what it's called. But anyway, he like is desperate for Gemma's vagina. And so they have sex a billion times. And like, she's they're taking a bath together I think and it's a super cute and intimate moment and she asks him how many people he slept with and I'm thinking "Mm, there is no good outcome in this conversation yeah there is never a good outcome for this conversation (laughs) in a book Mm -hmm. um and he's like ah two people a year since I was like 15 or something and she's like oh that's like 40 people (laughs) (laughs) But before that, she's like, I won't be mad or upset. And he tells her and she is immediately upset. Of course. We all (laughs) saw that coming. Uh, Why even ask that question? Why ask? (laughs) Yeah. Why ask? Only going to get yourself into... There, there is rarely a good outcome from that and books at least mm-hmm. i don't uh i think it's been a long conversation long time since i've had that conversation in real life but yeah. never never a good outcome in a book <laughs> no probably not in real life either because why are you even really like like what do you want to know yeah what's the point of that who does this serve mm-hmm are you gonna ask for detailed descriptions of experiences too? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's a helpful conversation. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just found that whole conversation to be uh like interesting because she's like, I won't be mad, and then or upset, and she's like immediately upset, and he's like, Why are you upset? And she's like, I don't know. I just am, and I know I said I wouldn't be, but now I am. <laughs> I feel like, oh, that's a pretty relatable experience when you feel like you're not going to be bothered by something, and then you're like, mm. Turns out I am bothered by this. Yeah. Sorry, I wish I. Or it's like, uh, when you are like about to have your period, or you're on your period, and you're upset for like no good reason, and you're like, I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't have control over my feelings right now, <laughs> and it's so frustrating. It is. I hate that. Hate I've definitely that. been like, so I, I know that I'm getting irrationally upset right now, <laughs> but I can't help it. Yeah. Like. <sighs> yeah. Um, I also think it's hysterical that at the, the harvest ball, Mm -hmm. they have a terrible confrontation with one of Azure's brothers where he Uh, basically is like super terrible to Gemma, Mm -hmm. just really hateful about her being Azure's mate. Mm-hmm. so they go to like the smoking room and he gets some lore and Gemma has yet to be exposed to lore and it's an aphrodisiac for humans and so he starts smoking and she's like I am so horny 
<laughs> yes. She like sucks his dick in a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, this is really not the best place for it. But God, <laughs> I'm not going to turn it down. <laughs> and then they bone in a closet. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, his brother wasn't the best. <laughs> Cal- Calder? Calder? Mm-hmm. He was pretty rude. Yeah. And he feels bad. So I wonder if the rest of the books are going to be about Azure siblings. Because he's got uh, four or five other brothers in Kalia. And I have my own theory about what's going to happen with Kalia. <clears throat> I so. don't know. I mean, I guess maybe she'll take her sisters with her. Well, yeah, Myra and Piper yeah. end up in. Right. Larry. Yes. But I just wonder if like if the stories are going to center on because like there's some type of weird tension between Riven, mm-hmm. who is like Azure's sidekick. And uh, I think her name is Neela, one of the humans. Mm-hmm. And, but he's also got all these siblings. So I wonder, like, is the story going to be about his siblings? And we're just going to get, like, sprinkles of these other, like, Myra and Piper and their stories or. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, if they're, like, the only humans right now, they're. Well, they're not, though. No, that's right. They're, they're not humans. Yeah. yeah that's right there's, there's a like a, all kinds of people there, yeah so. yeah okay well i just wonder if she's gonna tell the story from like the perspective in laris or if we're gonna go to the other territories with the other brothers mm. i hope we see some of the other territories yeah i think it'd be cool i also think that kalia is gonna end up because uh <clears throat> there's obviously some tension brewing between um oh I forgot what I was gonna say oh the uh territory that they're in I think is called like the Calium or the Calium or something and then their uh enemy or um the people that they have conflict with I think they're called like the Kazor mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. and Azure says that he can s- smell war or sense war on the horizon or something so war is coming mm-hmm. and i wonder because there's a king mm-hmm. of the kazor mm-hmm. whatever i wonder if kalia is going to end up like hooked up with him and will bypass war hmm. good theory yes i like that okay yeah. we'll see um the great miscommunication in this book is about their aunt Anna right Mm -hmm. she was a peace ambassador and was murdered by Gemma's dad 17 years ago at the end of the Peiji war Mm -hmm. and so the reveal of this information is drawn out for over 300 pages and I I get frustrated with how that hobbles Gemma. Yes. Because she's very much like a take action, deal with the problem type of person. Mm-hmm. And it's impossible for her to take a- action and deal with the problem because she doesn't know what the problem is. And she asks mm-hmm. several times. She wants to know and nobody will tell her, which just, it frustrates me the powerlessness that that creates for her. Yeah. For a character who is used to fixing things and isn't like bothered by fixing things, not knowing how she can fix it because she doesn't know what the situation is, is really frustrating. Mm -hmm. And when it's revealed, when they, tell her that rye her dad is the one that killed their aunt her immediate response is to fix the situation which i think is on brand for this character but if it were me i don't think that i would have responded as generously toward azure as she did oh yeah i would not 
like he, yeah she yeah. realizes that he only married her to get like revenge and with the intention of harming her and her father by extension and I think it would have been really hurtful to know that this person that you were developing feelings for intended to be so hurtful towards you. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I agree. That's, that's awful. It's just like a painful situation all around. Yeah. I feel like it just... I, it was so frustrating that it took so long of a book mm-hmm. um, for her to know. But. Yeah. Well, I feel like usually when we have the miscommunication, we do see that anger coming through mm-hmm. with the, the character that's been wronged, basically, right? They've been lied to the whole time. And so there's usually like a feeling of betrayal. And I don't feel like we really get that feeling no. of betrayal from Gemma towards Azure, which is different. Um, Mm. But I I think that my inclination in this situation would have been to respond with betrayal. And hers is just like, "Um, do you even like me? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm your wife right now. And I think I love you, but I am like, she just feels such guilt over the harm that her family caused him Mm -hmm. which is fair but also like you can feel guilt and also feel betrayed at the same time so Mm -hmm. i don't know you can have more than one feeling you can you can have multiple feelings Mm -hmm. which she does because she loves her dad but she also says she like kind of hates him too right yeah um i don't know i again i think that if she hadn't been his mate this would have turned out super differently Mm mm-hmm yeah they're lucky that fate (laughs) forced them to like each other i guess yeah yeah because i know normally like so in a miscommunication book right normally that is sort of the hurdle to overcome right it's just that so that ends up being or a lot of the time right yeah that ends up being sort of like the climax moment i guess and so that's where all that betrayal comes in where yeah. in this, that wasn't quite the same. Yes, that was like a huge part of it. But then we also had all this stuff for father to deal with. Mm-hmm. So it was a little different from the normal communication issues. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like... definitely should have told her sooner. Oh, yeah. Then finding out like at the harvest ball. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely should have discovered that sooner. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the ball, this is tangentially related. She's wearing like this really pretty dress and things like that. I love it. For some reason, when authors write in a moment where the character gets new clothes, I don't know why. (laughs) I just think of that scene in Clueless where, what's her name? Blair. She's got that spectacular closet in all of the pretty clothes. And we, or I don't know, anytime, I I don't know. I just love (laughs) Scenes where characters get a new wardrobe. Uh, also really like that Azure likes her in dresses because of the easy access, because that's also why I like dresses. Not necessarily for sex, just like the space. Mm-hmm. The freedom. Yeah, there's one part where he says it's so like he likes her in it because it's so enticing to imagine like maybe she's not wearing anything underneath it. Mm-hmm. So if he just like put his hand on her leg. Yeah. Slowly moved it up. Bent her of. over a banister. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do get, so Jimma's confrontation with her dad is pretty great. I like how she's so forceful. It's kind of like we've hit the moment where we're not going to take it, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, she's like, look, you need to turn yourself in. Oh, and the way that she introduces this is great, too, because she's like, we need to talk. And he's like, all right. And she just starts playing the video clip. Yes. From the murder, which is terrible. But like she's watching his reaction through the hologram of the everything taking out like that moment was set up perfectly. Mm-hmm. And even then he tries to manipulate her. Because she says, you need to turn yourself in or I'm going to turn you in. And he's like, you would do that to your dad? And she's like, mm, yep. 
Sure would. Sure would. So I, she gets a little bit more of like a backbone here. She stands up for herself, which I like. Mm -hmm. We get some, so they find Aina's body and they can make her a soul gem and she gets to be reunited with Azure's mother in the afterlife. So we get some closure in that situation. I like that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was worried they weren't going to be able to do that. Yeah. I'm glad that got done. I just, yeah. And I liked the way she confronted her father. It was definitely a nice, like, yeah. Yeah. Let him have it. See, it was. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It really was. Mm -hmm. Um, there, I feel like we've laid, the author has laid the foundation for some uh, uh, conflict and the other stories to come. I'm excited to see where this series goes because there's a character. His name is Mazin, Mazin. Yes. Maybe. Yes. Um, and he's like the accountant, basically. He's in charge of like the records for harvest, like the financial stuff, how much they sell and how much they take in and all of that stuff for the lore harvest. And so we see early in the story, Gemma making a connection with him because like she's good at numbers and she likes to organize things and there's nothing for her to do. So she helps him mm -hmm. and he's nice to her, which I like because like there were not many people being nice to her at this point. Um, but it turns out he's like working with some sketchy folks and stealing from them. And I was not the best. I was surprised that he let her help. Yeah. That stuff because he, all the evidence was, that's where all the evidence was. Yeah. Did he not think she would figure it out? Maybe. I guess. I mean, to be fair, mm -hmm. he um, gave her, like, the much older records to work with. Right. So maybe he was thinking that she wouldn't make any connections because he was working with just the newer information. And she just kind of stumbled upon the newer records. Mm -hmm. But he was, like, out one day. So maybe he he didn't think that she would discover or, I mean, maybe he didn't know that she was as great with numbers as she said she was. Yeah. Underestimated her, maybe. Um, But they find out, so the initial thought with him is that he is one of the Kazor, Kaiser people. Mm -hmm. um, which seems to line up because they also get attacked by, I forget, it's like an Icarus, or it's a spit, it's a dragon. They get attacked by a dragon and Azure destroys it, right? But the dragons belong to the Kazor people. And so Azure sends them a note and is like, uh, don't mess with my stuff again. And they're like, mm, that wasn't us. Yeah. We don't know who that was, but that, that wasn't us. So there's another party out there that is trying to create tension mm -hmm. between these people. So... The question is, who is that? And why are they interested in doing that? And also, um, we need more investigation into who gave Rai Hera the order to kill Aina because he, and why she was a target, because he was told that she was there to disturb the peace, to disturb the treaty, and he was just following orders, which is what soldiers do. So... Obviously, there's something going on there, too. Like, these people are being targeted, right? Mm -hmm. So, who is doing the targeting and why? It's a mystery. I know. To be determined. Mm -hmm. Next stories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about it. Mm -hmm. I like her first books always spend like a decent amount of time like her first books in the series always send, spend a good amount of time laying the foundation for everything mm -hmm. which I really appreciate because I've seen it in like I mean um, it's happened in some of her books too and everything like more is revealed as it goes on but at least there's like a good solid foundation here 
mm-hmm. instead of it kind of being piecemealed to you throughout a series. Yeah. This is a good solid amount of. There you go. Yeah. This is the history. This is why people are the way they are. This is what's going on. Here's a little bit of like the background. It's just helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for quotable quotes, I have come back to me. I willed softly, murmuring the words to the stars overhead. Come back to me and I will give you every reason to never leave again. So this is when they separate mm-hmm. for a little bit where she goes back to Earth. Um, and it's just it's this sweet moment because we see he has had this like full 180 here with her. And the sentence before it or the sentence after it mentions like it's only like he only said one prayer to only one God or something like that. Um, it just kind of made it like a little bit more of an impact because of the whole religious background i just felt like it's a nice quote we see him like really coming to terms with being in love yeah it is a really sweet moment i mean he starts out all hard and hateful but he he's got like a squishy soft inside mm-hmm. he's a cinnamon roll mm-hmm. which i i love and this is one of my favorite types of male characters is the cinnamon roll. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he gets, and he's so upset when she leaves. Yes, he is. And he's worried. And I just, my heart, I'm just like, oh, yeah. that's, it's real sweet. Yeah. Oh. Alrighty. Well, that wraps up Desire and His Blood by Zoe Draven. Okay. Join us next time for Book of Night by Holly Black. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Literary Quest. We hope you enjoyed our episode. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found at Literary Quest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. You're also welcome to share your thoughts and ideas with us via email at literaryquestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again.